Welcome to Everything In Between, and we are your hosts, Siobhan and Sam. And tonight, we are going to be discussing Jack the Ripper. This is the first of our Halloween series. And in this Halloween series, our goal is to just kind of scare you a bit with real stories. And maybe we'll make up some. I don't know. We're winking it. Um, but tonight is a real story. Tonight is the story of Jack the Ripper, the notorious butcher of Whitechapel from 1888. Just as you guys know, Jack the Ripper is a very um, egregious murderer. So there will be discussions on mutilation, theories into Jack the Ripper, um, regarding prostitution and things of that nature so if you're sensitive to that please take note now um, just to make sure we don't do any triggers we will cite sources at the end of this um, episode all right so let's go back it's 1888 what you should know as we're setting the scene it stinks because there's no sewage system. So everyone in this area of London throws their poop and their pee out the window. I have heard stories about people getting hit with poop and getting hit with pee and because they're just they don't look before they throw. So the the smell is noxious. It's awful you know so that just think about that so it's 1888 people are wearing top hats we have coaches we still do these things cobblestones um dark alleys the gas lamps were the way they lit the streets and they had like a six feet radius so there were many areas that were dark at night and london being london it's foggy already so that's the thing we are observers in 1888 as Jack the Ripper walks the streets so we're all holding our noses because it stinks now the life expectancy of women in this day and age is 47 and the look of the women that you'll see and the men that you see is hard because life is hard back then so hard that like now I rent out my apartment which is a three-bedroom apartment two-bath apartment with all the other stuff then they could rent a rope to stand on in a room and that was sleeping and it was a room per bed rental not a room rental but per bed so there could be strangers in the room with you sleeping on any free bed that was in that room and you pay by the bed not by the room and if you didn't have enough for a bed then you paid for the rope so that you would at least be inside from the elements while you slept okay so we have a hard life there were many homelessness many homeless people so as you walk the streets you look in the dark corners you're going to see the dark alleys because there are lots of little alleys and turnoffs here in Whitechapel. so you're going to see people sleeping in any in every place they can possibly sleep mind you they're throwing poop and pee out the window so you, you know it's just like a bird pooping on your head you know there could be an accident you know so that's us we're we're walking the streets of london 
and we're listening to all of the drunkards that are coming out because in this day and age also alcoholism was huge because what do you do when you're poor downtrodden and you don't have you know much money you you take your small coins that you do have and you buy alcohol and you and you just drink your sorrows away and alcohol here in white chapel it was cheap so they were able to afford that even though they couldn't afford the cost of a bed or the cost of a rope they could afford the cost of ale so as you're walking down these cobble streets with with uh, gas lamps they only light six feet area at a time so there's times we're going to be in complete darkness as we're walking we hear a scream and someone say murder well in this day and age we would think okay we need to stop help figure out call 911 or back then the bobbies or you know whoever they they call help right well not here because here in white chapel it was very normal to hear someone yell murder so we just keep walking and walking and then we have a woman missing many teeth okay she's missing many teeth could be 20 looks 30 because life's hard and that kind of hardness the drinking the sex and all the things that you have to go through to survive will change you a little bit a lot of bit okay so she walks up to us and she says hey you want some of what I'm selling and you say what prostitution is illegal well no it is illegal but only if you're bothering people the public otherwise we look the other way so many women who had let's 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 look at the time Siobhan you may know more about this but we look at the time 1888 what were the rights of women hmm. really none you were entitled mm-hmm. to be a wife a mother and you take mm-hmm. care of the children you clean the clothes you make the food but these women were not afforded the opportunity to have typical jobs how we think now maybe they mm-hmm. were a seamstress if they were fortunate and they came from an upper class family they might have the opportunity to be a nurse midwife type of thing but for the most part the women are poor they're in the homes and a lot of them as sam has already stated have really turned to prostitution there's a large influx of immigrants during this time which Mm -hmm. increased the population and there just was not enough work to go around for everyone so unfortunately what tends to happen across time and space when there's not enough jobs and there's women and young girls prostitution usually ends up being something on the table for a form of work and that Mm -hmm. is a large primary yes job for most women some it's it's really all they boil down to all you can do you know so so we have a lot of prostitutes but they're not getting a lot of money you know for what they're doing I always say that prostitutes in 1800s had it the worst because think about it syphilis gonorrhea chlamydia syphilis alone can kill you untreated and that is a huge thing that was pet we didn't have protected sex back then people would have sex with the prostitutes unprotected take it home to their wives or give it to the prostitute you know and now you know their life is just going to rapidly decline from here and they're going to give it out because it's not like they had testing back then for these things 
Mm-hmm. Most Absolutely. things were, were treated with very rudimentary, very barbaric measures. And most of the time it was hysterics. That's what they say to women a lot. She's hysteric. You know, that was their <laughs> thing. You could, you could just, oh my gosh, Sharon, I have heard some of the craziest tales on how doctors made up stuff for women. Well, she's not feeling well because she overate in her muffins yesterday. Right. You know like what? It's like how did you conclude this? And another thing I actually watched a show that I don't think the time was 1888, but it was a little bit later um and it is literally about midwives. It's called called the midwife and there was a woman there. She actually had an STD and as soon as she would pull her skirt up, the smell was so terrible and everyone was talking about like how could she live like this? But it was like, "Okay, she's got 5 kids and she doesn't have really any money to go to the doctor so she's just living with this and i forget what she was doing but something like i want to say maybe she was like putting alcohol on her vagina to try and like kill the smell it was mm-hmm. like really but this is what people were doing so this lets you right. kind of know where they were during that time mm-hmm. and the people who live in white chapel didn't even have that because that was an that was a luxury that they didn't even have to be able to bathe every day you know they could barely rent a place to lay their heads and like Siobhan said there were a lot of Jewish and Russian immigrants um so a lot of people were thinking oh the Jewish and the Russians are taking all the jobs blah 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 but it's not funny because they they weren't you know it was just no nothing was available but here we are now we're still walking we're still walking around prostitutes are approaching us very discreetly you see some people walking away with them you see some people telling no and then we hear another scream this time it's a little bit closer to us so we look down the alley and under a clove we see a dead body now that's I think setting the scene, right? Don't you think, Siobhan? Yes. And, and so now we can move into some of the facts of Jack the Ripper. So like I said before, murder was common in this part of town. It wasn't something that, you know, was unheard of. And we had a lot of like like the, the police didn't even want to go there, you know. Um, and when they did, they had to go by right. groups of four they they traveled in in groups because that's how dangerous and that's how downtrodden this particular area was which is crazy when you think about it it's like all those years ago things were not that different than they are now there's always areas that are like really bad that are unsafe no i just you know i'm always interested i'm always interested in human behavior so i find it so fascinating that all those years ago like at the depths of who we are as people we're still the same do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like the police had to go in force that's crazy yeah yeah and you know as something that i did forget to talk about was where some of the sexual um exchanges happened so they had brothels if you could afford uh, to be in a brothel um or you were recruited or you were lucky enough to be in a brothel they you you were giving that those were still legal and so men would just go to the brothel and you know the there would be prostitutes there willing to service them again this goes back to you know did you have the right look or did you have the right this or that to be able to be considered for a brothel not every woman was able to get into a brothel so there were those who were still homeless on the street they just did whatever they could to survive 
So we have heard another scream and we went to investigate this time. And oh my gosh, we find something so horrendous. It's not like any murder we've ever seen. Usually there's a knifing or something to that extent, but this was beyond anything we've ever seen. So this, what we're looking at is a woman who was completely mutilated. A woman whose uterus was taken out. Um, a woman who is missing like parts of her her body they're hanging out this is not a normal murder for us so what do we do um we call we call the police we, we try to get some help here so and luckily people came and what we find is that this person you know initially m mutilated women by disemboweling them removing organs such as the kidneys and the uterus and it was just horrendous so later as this sadistic behavior continued this deviance continued we find out there are more victims there will be more victims and we are now in panic everyone's saying that this is someone going around killing prostitutes as a matter of fact, before this is all said and done, we have a name or monkier, because we don't know who is actually doing these things, but we have a guy who keeps writing the police about murders that he's completed or that he's going to do, taunting them about what he's done, naming himself Jack the Ripper. And apparently his profile is that he goes after women who we have assumed are prostitutes. And um, when they find these women, they are in a reclining position and their body has been mutilated. And um, one of the things that we know is five victims were attributed to Jack the Ripper. 10 victims were maybe, maybe he did these, but five, we can safely say, uh, the there's people, Siobhan, called Ripperologists, I'm sure you came across them in your research, who have <laughs> studied, <laughs> yeah, studied Jack the Ripper, and so they have, you know, what they believe successfully brought this to five for sure victims. And those five women, um, one was for sure a prostitute. However, we don't know if she was actually, you know, being a prostitute that night. So one of the things that we do know is Jack the Ripper never sexually assaulted his victims. So that's odd, right? Don't you think, Siobhan? With a murder I have like so six, many thoughts on so it. So many thoughts. 
I don't want to jump into my thoughts <laughs> until we get to that section. But I think that that is very interesting, interesting. that he didn't mm-hmm. sexually assault them. Um, mm-hmm. Because usually when you think of people perpetrating violence to this level against women, it's usually like a strong dislike of women and usually mm-hmm. involves some type of sexual attack. But this mm-hmm. did not, which I think it's interesting. And I'll share a little more as we get further. Mm-hmm. And so the names of the victims we come to find out is Polly, Annie, Elizabeth, Kate, and Mary Jane. And I think it's important to give a name to these women because, you know, no matter how they died and what they were doing when they died, these women were murdered, brutally, utterly, disgustingly murdered. And it doesn't matter if they were prostitutes or um, the most wealthiest person in the world at the time. Murder is murder and all of it is bad. So as we go through and we figure out what about, what did these women do? Were they really sex workers? Were they not? Each one of these women have a very interesting story. And so um, after the first murder, you know, we had a lot of women who were prostitutes because that's what we were that was the theory is that he was targeting prostitutes who were trying to, you know, remain safe. And some were bunking with each other, stuff like that. Um, but Molly, who is one of the, or I'm saying not Molly, Mary Jane, Mary Ann, which is Polly. She was a little bit different because she was known to be homeless and not known to be a prostitute. So there's that and we'll talk more about that later um the fifth woman mary jane she was a prostitute but we aren't sure if jack picked her because she was a prostitute or you know she was selling herself or if this was just one of those coincidences which is kind of ironic because we find out that um mary jane was get making enough money doing sex work that she could afford her own room so that she was making quite an amount of money because remember i was telling you before like they were just living in beds in a room and renting out the beds renting out rope she was able to rent out a room now i gotta look at this room um because i actually found a picture of her mutilated body and the room wasn't anything to write home about like the walls were you know dirty it looks like someone's basement you know, um, the cot was 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 not clean. It was a you know kind of dirty looking cot that she was on, a bed that she was on. Yeah. Did you see it too, Shiva? I did. I did. Mm-hmm. Was, what did you think about the room? I mean, it's simple. You know, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. very simple living. But it's like you know you have to kind of take yourself and put yourself in that time, right? She mm-hmm. obviously had enough money from the prostituting that she tried to set herself up with something nice. You know, she had a bed, she had a table, you know, it was just, it was small, but it was what she had. And I imagine that when she went to her home, like that was her peace, you know, and like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm here. So to be killed there is like also unfortunate. But I think she might have done sex work from there though. But no, 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 we can talk about it. So but it was ironic because she had someone else living with her at that time another sex worker trying to get her off the streets because they were all afraid of jack the ripper and here he comes ripping in the house you know Mm -hmm. or in her in her room so that's strange 
So we have these five victims, Polly, Annie, Elizabeth, Kate, Mary Jane. Each have different lives. The only one we know for a fact was a sex worker was Mary Jane. And um, then we have to corroborate that, you know, this guy is really an idiot. He sends letters to the police. And, and this alone kind of plays into a theory, you know, about the letters. But I'm just going to read um, a little bit of a letter. And when these letters came in, you know, I'm sure just like now they were just like, who the hell is sending us these, you know, crazy ass letters and eventually um they started to take these letters seriously and there was one um postcard or one letter that he sent and he was talking about how he tried to write it in blood but the blood coagulated which is a word he didn't use but he just said it gelled up or something like that so instead he wrote it in red ink and he wrote quite a bit in red ink so i'm going to read this part dear boss i keep on hearing the police have caught me but they won't fix me just yet i have laughed when they took so clever when they talk when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track that joke about leather apron gave me a real fits I am down on whores, and I shan't quit ripping them till I get buckled. Grand work the last two job was. I gave the lady no time to squeal. And then he goes on to um, say, how, how can they catch me now? I love my work and want to start again. You'll, you will soon hear of me with my funny little games. And then he starts talking about the red ink and the blood. So it's really weird that someone kind of taunts them. And I'm sorry I had trouble reading that because they didn't um, talk like how we do now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, okay. <laughs> you missed the word, but okay, I'm just going to be authentic. So um, it, it, so it's really weird that someone would do that. So those are the facts. Five gruesome murders done with surgical precision. You know, kidneys, uterus, all these things taken out. One man allegedly did this, and it was on the east end of London in the Whitechapel area. And there were what we have classically known as five prostitutes. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about some theories. Siobhan, what are some theories that you have on? And I think we mentioned already Jack the Ripper is never known. We never found out who he was, he just stopped killing. You know, I think he went on a killing spree between 1888 and 1889. And right. Yeah. And then just stopped. And we don't know why. We don't know who it was. But 130 some odd years later, we're still speculating. We're still wondering who was Jack the Ripper. Right. And so as time goes on, they start to think, you know, okay, this could be a butcher. This could be med students, people that have access to know how to like cut and I want to say mutilate, but you know, doctors and butchers are not mutilating. That's their job (laughs) to cut up and take things apart. But what they're doing to these women are mutilating them. Um, And so they're going around and they're trying to figure out what's happening. Also, there was a pretty notorious gang at that time. It was called the East End Boys. Mm -hmm. And they were just killing people just because as sam stated it's terrible times people are poor 
they're in gangs, there's initiations. So it's trying to distinguish between these things, what's going on, who could be doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, And they never quite hit on it. They get Mm -hmm. some people that they think, okay, maybe this could be, but they never quite are able to pin somebody all the way down. Either there's not enough evidence or it just doesn't fit at the time. My personal theory, this is what I think. I think Jack the Ripper was a med student. I think Jack the Ripper was a very well-off med student. Mm -hmm. And I feel that his thought was that these women are poor. They're low class. Nobody will miss them. They don't count. And so he was practicing on them. I feel like it could be one of two things. I feel like either he was a med student and he was practicing on the bodies, what he was learning at the time and then moving on. Um, But I really feel like his specialization was that he was going to go into gynecology, right? And so he needed bodies and he needed to practice. And this is what he did because as I was reading, I found that like sometimes he would take things as small as an ovary. When we think about reproductive organs, we think that these things are pretty big, but they're not. They're tiny. And when you're in the body and there's blood and everything's where it's supposed to be, if you don't know exactly what these things look like in the body, you wouldn't know to take that out. Like it's just not common knowledge. So I think that it's very interesting that he does that and i've seen throughout history there's even a film out there i forget the name of it but i watched it and it's about this doctor and it has pretty big stars in it like susan sarandon is the doctor and what's happening is she wants to practice cutting edge medical techniques but they're not approved by you know i believe it's the ama that does you know medical approvals and journals and all that so she goes on the street and she takes homeless people and she practices her techniques on them and her whole theory is like like i said before like yes that's unfortunate that i'm killing these people or i'm hurting these people but i'm trying to help society as a whole and i need to practice on these people and this is not uncommon humans have been doing this to other humans for centuries like they did that in slavery that's how they say the doctor of modern gynecology now practiced on slave women um and did not use anesthesia because he felt that like black women didn't feel pain joseph mangla during the holocaust he practiced on jewish people um hitler had like a huge fascination with like twins and making people look certain ways so it was a lot of medical research done on people and i think that's why it's so important now that we have ethical boards because you understand people are trying to figure out how to help humans obviously not in the case of slavery and the holocaust but (laughs) medical science people are trying to help people but you can't always find everything out that you need to on lab rats on animals you know and then there's that whole ethical question of should we be practicing on animals so i feel that that's who Jack the Ripper was. I feel like he was a well-to-do person um, and he did this. And I feel the reason why there's so many um, different stories, oh, he was dressed shabbily, oh, he was dressed really well, is because one, like Sam said, people were a lot of drinking. (laughs) They had a lot of access to that. And I think there's also fear when people are poor, they don't have access to money, they don't have access to power. It's kind of like a mentality of just keep your head down, mind your business. And so they didn't want to say what was going on. Those are my theories. What are some of yours? Like, what do you think? I have a few. So, um, 
I can't. I I used to think, like before I started researching, that I used to agree with you. He had to be someone in the medical profession to be able to do this, right? Mm -hmm. And it kind of, I kind of like felt like, yeah, it had to be because, you know, illiteracy was a big deal. This guy's writing letters so he can read and he can write. And he can write pretty legibly because, you know, I don't know if you saw the pictures that are out there. If you guys go to, I think it's like jacktheripper.com or something. They have the um, pictures of his letters, PDF or whatever. And it was pretty good cursive writing. So this guy is literate. I don't think that's something we can expect to come out of the East End, right? So, So it makes me think, okay, he has some kind of educational background. So maybe, yeah, this matches with someone being in medicine, be it in medical school or a doctor who has taken it upon him or herself to, um, you know, mutilate these bodies. And I think that um, we never quite solidified the gender. We didn't. And so... So you think it could be a woman that's it the could killer? Be. It could be. Killing other women. Um, in in for many different reasons, you know, it could be. So let me let's 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 go off on that tangent of why yes, I think I'm it curious. could be yeah. a woman. So a lot of these things are so 1888. Don't know what tools they had to see if this person was a was you know uh, sexually abused by another woman. Obviously, they don't have the same you know stuff down below so maybe there was saliva left from somewhere but they don't have the tools or the knowledge or things like that to even discover if there was any bodily fluids left from a female or male on the victims right okay so they can't really say with all certainty i think a lot of why they're assuming it's men is because back in 1888 men ruled the world so of course it was a man you know okay let me ask you this let me ask you this and this might sound sexist coming from me, but I just, I don't know. This is a thought that I had. The reason why I wouldn't think it was a woman is because they were saying that sometimes he was making quick work of these murders, five minutes and he was out. And then also the depth at which they were cutting through the neck, sometimes down to the vertebrae, almost fully taking the head off. I feel like for a woman, that would be more than a felt swoop across. So I feel like they would have had more of a hacking to the neck than this clear like he went ear to ear kind of thing what do you think about that i just don't think that's accurate either you know because it would be very difficult for anyone male or female with a human being that's still alive to cut from one side to the other side while they're struggling without any jagged edges so which brings me to my next point was one of the um, things that I found in my research was that someone speculated that um, the women were all asleep. And that's why he we found all of the women in the reclining position. So I'll even go a step further and say, what if they were drugged? And then they couldn't fight back. So it would make it a lot easier for a so woman. So in 1880, like Mickey... Or Murphy, yeah. what do they call those? That sleeping I mean, drug now. Opium was everywhere. Let's be real here. Yes, you know? but don't we think that they would have known? Like, how Doesn't would you? Have- because if you were a woman looking for a man, you know, would you be up on the fence 
about another woman giving you something? Or would you be up on the fence about another man giving you something? But if you're a prostitute, are you even thinking like that? A customer is a customer. But if you're a prostitute, you are looking for a man. Jack the Ripper is a man according to the police. Mm -hmm. So why would I feel, you know, any kind of way about this woman? Right? And there could be many reasons why, you know, this woman became a serial killer. And most of the time when we look at serial killers, there is a, a, a gratification. There is a justification or a vindication or some kind of exhilaration behind the killing or motivation behind the killing. Right. So maybe she couldn't have kids and she was taking it out on these these women, you know take by taking out their uterus their their ovaries you know all these different things she was just upset that she couldn't give her husband children maybe she was um you know fighting some kind of sexual deviance of the time and she was upset that she had emotions about women that she thought were improper so she decided that you know maybe she decided they were just evil creatures and wanted to do away with them you know, um, it, or what makes them women? If you took out everything that made a woman, then it'd be okay, right? Um, so I'm just saying that's just one of my theories. Also, not all of these women were prostitutes. We can't say for sure. We can't say for sure. There was another thing that I read that that speculates four of the women were just homeless, and only one was actually a known sex worker. So if you're a homeless person and someone comes up to you and offers you food or money, you might be a little bit leery if it was a guy because, you know, Jack the Ripper as a woman. But would you be leery if a woman came up to you? You're not looking for a woman to hurt you. That's just not even known in this time because women are helpless. Just all we can do is have babies. And you know what I mean? Like, God or forbid we, we can kill people you have put another thought in my mind because i've never really thought of this as a woman because i was just like again like what i said before like i felt like the intensity of the neck cutting to me i just don't see that being a woman but what if it is like a, a team right like you're saying because i could think myself as you're saying this i'm like okay i could see how like you always have your guard up but if it's a woman you just feel a little bit more comfortable because there's a solidarity in that right mm -hmm. but what if this is also a poor woman that needs money or she needs housing that's working with this man and so she's the setup she's poisoning women she's putting something in their drink she leaves and then he comes in and does what he does that totally could be a thing as well you know you i mean know. the morbidity of people there's no limit to what people will do i mean we've seen um or in this day and age um women and men tag teaming to lure people in to do terrible things to them you know right. so why not then <laughs> you know 
same exactly. human psychology even worse i think then because of the you know the grit of life you know um now even if you're homeless you still can find a fresh plate somewhere you know whatever like this people were homeless no hope homeless you know and then you had the rich who it was really the bourgeoisie versus the proliterate like this was really the have and have not kind of world either you had it and you lorded it over everyone or you didn't have it and you just were sad so you know that that i think is one theory so my other theory this is really quick Siobhan is that it it could have been a man but it and it, it but you know what some people say that the person who was there or the person who did it was someone who was comfortable you know in that territory so maybe they lived nearby um or something made them comfortable to believe they could do this without getting caught why um why was that i personally think this is an outlier I think this person came from somewhere up if you know maybe this person came from somewhere up the up and came down to the slums and committed these crimes because he knew this was a place or she knew this was a place that nobody would cry wolf about you know for the most part but the maybe they didn't even think that they were even going to get the attention they got but with the crimes being so heinous with them being so horrible they did get that national that that attention because of that if they would have just killed another uh woman you know another prostitute it, it probably would have you know just cut her throat or do something normal you know probably wouldn't have went by and by but because of the way they killed that was the thing that stood out among the you know everyone else so it could be a woman and a man tag team it could be a woman or it could any or it could be a medical professional or it could be a, a rich man who came to the slums to do this terrible deed to gratify himself make himself feel whole i mean people do crazy things maybe he had some issues with his penis and he had erectile dysfunction or something like that and so he felt like you know you can't tell me you know I'm bad in bed or you can't laugh at me because I can't get my penis up you can't laugh at me because I can't I have a small penis if you're dead and you don't have your organ so eye for an eye kind of thing so anyway what do you think we want to know so let us know what your thoughts are real quick as we wrap up we thought this was going to be a two-part series but it turns out we don't need it to um so we're going to wrap this up in just one part because we don't need the two parts i think we kind of got through everything so it's pretty cool and um i don't know i i enjoyed it but i want to give out some of my sources so um and then siobhan can give hers out so i went to history.com to read about jack the ripper i went to bbcamerica.com i went to um this very sophisticated website called jacktheripper.org um i know shocking that one is again and then i went to um 
aetv.com because they had a really good series on it and inside of that aetv.com one was a lot of the information about um you know the women the lives of the women and the different theories on the women and that particular um website or article that i read was written by becky little on april 8 2019 so that i do suggest you know just reading up on it because it, it really did have a twist on the way we see the women the way we see jack the ripper and finally i went to understand the psychology of a serial killer you know, just kind of brush up on that I went to psychology today there was an article by dr. Scott a bone um, called I probably said his name wrong called understanding what drives serial killers published September 15 2019 that was a very interesting article um, in psychology today so those are my sources that I use oh and um, one podcast unsought my favorite one of my faves unsolved murders um from podcast and that's on spotify is where i listened to and they had a three-part jack the ripper special and i just kind of listened to that and got some information from there siobhan do you have your sources that you'd like to cite sure so i kind of just went to one place um, because I liked the way that they had put everything down and they have a little chart and I'm all about charts. Um, it's super long, but it's from a website called web.archive.org. And then the link that you can do is met.police.uk slash history dot ripper dot htm. And they just break it out by like the suspects, dates, times, and then each woman that they attribute to Jack mm -hmm. and the circumstances of her killing. And then they go over the letter that um, Sammy wrote. So I thought it was really interesting. I didn't write it. I read it. You didn't write it? You said the letter that Sammy wrote. And I was oh just my gosh. saying, I did not write it. I just read it. I have yet it to draw down and it is to that kind of sadistic behavior. My... <laughs> my mind is just melting and then of course i did the obligatory check at um our favorite place that i love to go which is oh, wikipedia <laughs> no oh. not reddit actually surprised you know that's so funny that did not cross my mind to check out a reddit um poll but now i might go over there and stop <laughs> and see <laughs> But you know what? I feel like people on the internet, I might get scared because I feel like people on the internet have no chill. And the people over at Reddit, some of the things that I have read, they're already wild, like on their own. So I could only imagine if I went to a Jack the Ripper thread. Let me just hop on Reddit right now and even see if that exists because that would be wild. Yeah. Wild. So let us know what you think and what your theories are and tune in for another spooky, spooky Wednesday episode as we get closer and closer to Halloween. We thought this would be fun to do um, as we're all at home and nobody better go trick-or-treating. And just so you know, there is a Jack the Ripper Reddit because Reddit has everything, <laughs> but it does say that it is not safe for work so i can only 
imagine <laughs> if you go in there and start reading the type of things that oh you gosh. will find because uh. why would jack the ripper not be safe for work right because mm. everybody knows about jack the ripper so it's mm. not like something is gonna pop up that anybody's gonna be surprised Who knows Who but you know what like sam knows. said people are out of control but this was definitely fun so i'm looking forward to some of the other things that we have in store for you guys for halloween in october we don't know who's who's next week so you'll be surprised with us we'll just see you next week bye bye